Hello, Vibrant Potential Seeker. I'm Dr. Chris Frickman, and I couldn't be more thrilled to be recording this for you. I am living my vibrant potential, and I want to help you do the same. I just made a crazy new goal, and I can't wait to share it with you. I'm going to help 10,000 people reach their vibrant potential. And just to spice it up so I can really get behind this, I've put a time restraint on this goal. So I'm looking to do this by February of 2017. So for me, that's an audacious goal, and it's one that gets me up in the morning. Depending on when you listen to this, I hope to be well on my way to that goal. But as I record this, I've got some pretty big hurdles in my way. Regardless of when you're listening, though, I can share in the spirit of undertaking a new goal that I am charged up about this, and I'm a little scared at the same time. It was hard for me to even say the goal out loud when I first declared it last week. Fear of failure is not only real, it's a common cause of not getting even started. I've already got some pieces in play for this, and I'm so pumped. For now, I'm going to keep the rest of it under wraps. More to come soon. In the meantime, I'm going to continue to bring you excellent content to help you on your way to your own vibrant potential. Today, I'm giving you an interview with Troy Apperly. This dude is a rock star. All the enzymes I give my patients are from Troy's company. No one makes enzymes like this guy, and I asked him if he'd share his why and his how. Don't worry, we don't get too geeky in the science end of it. My guess is you fall on one of two camps right now. Either you know how amazingly important enzymes are and you're interested in hearing more about them, or you've heard the word enzyme, but you really don't know much about what they do and what they are. Well, here's a sneak peek. You'd be dead without them. That's right. Life as we know it is not possible without enzymes. In today's episode, Troy talks about his two passions, enzymes and mountain climbing. In the next few minutes, you'll hear all about Troy's crazy adventures, including how he climbed up the infamous Mount Everest. Enjoy. Welcome to Vibrant Potential. We provide you with everything you need to know to overcome stress, fatigue, and chronic health challenges, as well as optimizing your performance in fitness, relationship, and business. We use integrative health solutions and functional medicine strategies, including brain-based approaches, inspired fitness tips, emotional intelligence coaching, and spiritual growth techniques, so you can live the life you want, connect deeply with others, and fulfill your vibrant potential. Your host is functional medicine expert, genetic biohacker, and triathlon coach, Dr. Chris Frickman. Hi, folks. This is Dr. Chris Frickman. I'm here with Troy Apperly with U.S. Enzymes, which is based out of Miltana, Minnesota. And uh, we're going to talk about enzymes. Troy, can we start off by hearing about your story? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, my, my journey started uh, probably 22 years ago, actually a little bit longer than that, maybe 23 years ago. And it was uh, there were a couple of things in my life at that time, there's some goals that I'd had 
for since I was 16 when I graduated high school. I said, hey, I want to ride my bicycle across America. And there was also a race across the Grand Canyon and back. And those were both things that were on my list of things to do that year. And 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 when you, you know, were sixteen, well, no, I, I was sixteen when I when I when I created these ideas that I wanted to do. But I was twenty seven. Okay, okay. Fast fast forward eleven years, so gotcha. you know, finally said, "Hey, this is the opportunity for you to do those things," and presented uh, a, 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 an introduction to dietary supplements at that time. I had no before that you could ask me what uh, a vitamin was or a mineral. No clue. Never took anything. Had no direct uh, experience or even uh, people around me. I mean, there's nobody in my family, nobody in my uh, circle of friends that knew anything about it. So, um, but I got introduced to a company called Celtech. So Celtech was a, a kind of a network marketing company that sold. It was the first company to sell. I didn't. I didn't know this till years and years later. But first company to sell a, a, like a private label enzyme, the first probiotic that had multi strains in it. And then it oh. also sold uh, the blue-green algae from Klamath Lake. So that was the perfect introduction into the dietary supplement industry for me. So I started taking the products and uh, it had amazing results. So that, that summer I did my, my three-month bike ride across America. And it was uh, not just life-altering from the sense of uh, it renewed my faith in this country. When you, uh, I was fully prepared to, to, to camp uh, feed, feed myself, cook my meals, do everything. I was totally self-contained. Sure. And what I, what I found out that about six out of the 10 of the evenings I was out there, somebody would see me and then invite me into their house. Wow. I mean, people I'd, I'd never met. I mean, they, and, and say, I mean, they, I'd sleep in the bed, they'd make, you know, dinner, breakfast, and then we'd go out to rodeos or movies or I was, I was like part of the family. And I thought this is, this is truly, you know, what America is all about. And, and, a very, very kind of a, a shift in my life at that time. So uh, profound, you know, not just like I said, spiritually, physically, mentally, all those things. And I think the uh, the the products made a huge difference. I mean, that was that was an amazing thing. And then I, I came off that ride and wanted to do the uh, race, or was the uh, um, what do they call it? It's called the Death March. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a appropriately named. Sounds like fun. that's the the old adage what doesn't kill you makes you stronger so i uh i've always been a long distance runner so that's been my main source of uh you know training and preparation for all of my ventures so that was like the ultimate kind of uh end of my uh running career you know as far as me doing those kind of things i started to you know tapering those things off and then i started into the climbing arena so yeah, it was it was quite an experience because when you stand on the south rim of the Grand Canyon and look across, it 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 de- it defies possible you know any in, in your imagination you can't imagine that somebody could run all the way across over to the north rim and come all the way back in 24 hours. It's just you're like, how could you do that? So, um, actually won that race. It was about 17 and a half hours. I think it took me, and it was uh, totally you're you're on your own. There's no support crew, nothing. Wow. Like you, whatever you bring is what you bring to the party. So it was a, a heck of an experience. Do they still do that race? Yeah. Yeah. Twice a year. So you can either do it in the, in the summertime, which is you have the advantage of it's longer hours. So you don't run in the dark, mm. but it's hotter than, you know what, at the bottom, mm-hmm. which, which is not good. So I, I opted to do the October thing so that the, you, uh, much cooler, 
beautiful weather. Uh, and you, you end up running the last, uh, gosh, maybe, f- uh, when you cross over the Colorado river coming back over. So maybe the last three, four hours are in total pitch darkness. And that's when, uh, you know, when you're pushing yourself too far, <laughs> that, that you're totally by yourself. I mean, nobody around, you've been running for, uh, you know, 12, 13 hours nonstop. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 with the night coming, right, you, you start to see things, right? Like bushes are moving and yeah. you, know, you see people and then you hear, you hear I heard some, some people saying, hey, Troy. No. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and first you're thinking, you know, you, you're like looking around and then you're like, there's nobody that down, there's nobody that knows me down here, right? So yeah, it's just a, you, you're, you're definitely on the edge there, so. That that's a really good uh, that's a good tip for all my listeners. If if you hear like whispers or you see the the foliage moving, those are either signs that you're being visited by God, or you're pushing yourself a little too hard. Right, time to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those were those were that was the gosh, that was just a, an amazing time in my life, and I think for the supplements to be, and you know, the enzymes, the probiotics, and the algae all to be kind of dropped into my lap at that time was truly a gift. So and and it continued to impact my life such that I think it was only, uh, let's see if that was, it was only three years later that I quit my day job <laughs> and started Enzymology Research Center. Right, so, right, and yeah, that's, that's still the, your main, yeah, your main that's, deal. Yeah, the main uh, enzyme supplier and contract manufacturer, and the the amount of of uh, research and just uh, amazing characteristics and qualities about enzymes have not failed me in twenty something years. In fact, I mean, the, the stuff I read today, it just blows me away. So there's, there's so many things that we don't understand and don't have a clue about enzymes and it's on a, on a much bigger scale, right? It's kind of on a global or universal scale in regards to the energies that they provide and the different things that they actually impact. So, um, anyway, see, I'm, I'm as fascinated today as I was, you know, when I, when I got into this, you know, 23 years ago. Well, that's another tip for the listeners. If you've been into something for 23 years and, and you're still amazed and interested or curious or, you know, having fun on some level. Oh, yeah. That's when you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, what, yeah. what some people might call their dharma. So that's yep. great. Yep. Yep, exactly. So you said some of these things blow you away that, that you're reading, like either in the research or, or wherever you're reading it, I guess. What's the last thing that, that really blew you away? Well, I'm kind of researching because my favorite, it's, it's very cool. I mean, again, there's no accident, but where I live up here in Alexandria, every June, my favorite, uh, um, if you want to call it insect or animal or species of uh, you know, non, non, non-human uh, entities would be a firefly. So the fireflies. Oh, yeah, those are beautiful. And they're just thick right here. I mean, and and they're not, you know, you don't see them that much anymore, but just around my house every June, I look forward to that. Every every night I'm out there and they're they're so fascinating. But the the concept of enzymes producing light is is a whole topic that you could spend the rest of your life researching all the different uh, uh, sea creatures. And, yeah, and, I was just going to say those crazy fish with the yeah. little uh, antenna off the in front right. of their eyes or whatever. Yes. Yeah, um, amazing stuff. And I, I was reading, in fact, there's an enzyme 
that I forgot the name of it, but there's an there's an actual enzyme that not not the to do with the fireflies, but this you asked me what the last thing was. I was reading about yeah. an enzyme that's actually activated by light. So that's that's unheard of. Like if you all of the enzymes that we take, you know, into our bodies are hydrolytic. In fact, the entire almost the entire enzyme industry, in fact, the entire enzyme industry is based on hydrolytic enzymes. So those are those require water. That's the catalyst that will, you know, kick in and, and activate the enzymes. So, but here is is just the form of like you just put this enzyme under light and it'll it'll activate. And I'm thinking there's a there's a there's a bigger, broader connection yeah, between enzymes and, and light than we know. So these are just some little, you know, tidbits or some signs, you know, pointing in that direction. Yeah, that is interesting. I think there's also a lot of connections. You said enzymes and light, like sunlight, but there's also a lot of connections between enzymes and life. Uh, yeah, I just think the whole the whole study of enzymes, I mean, literally – there's definitely no life without enzymes, you know. I'm just wondering if you can tell us what's a catalyst and what is an enzyme. I mean, for people that because there's digestive enzymes and there's and then you mentioned hydrolytic enzymes, which which just means that it needs water to get started and stuff. But there's a lot of classes of enzymes, even amongst the ones that that we're taking orally, right? Like as supplements, there's all kinds of enzymes that are endogenously produced in our body and and just on and on. So for the listeners, what's an enzyme? Great question. Because <laughs> most people, <laughs> what what's interesting about enzymes is is uh, most people kind of confuse what they do and what they are. So, if like a typical textbook definition would be, um, you know, an enzyme is a protein molecule that contains an electrical charge. It it will react with a certain substrate, break that substrate into smaller pieces. And then it's able to go back and reproduce that same reaction again and again and again. And most people, so that, that's, that's the, the textbook definition. So another way to bring that down into simple terms would be similar to, I always look at it, it's because researchers and scientists have been able to separate the energy from the protein molecule. So the protein molecule is simply a vehicle for this energy source to get something done here in this realm very similar. That's why I look at our the human body is a is a protein vehicle that this energy, this enzyme energy, sits on top of. So our our the the, the greatest quote that I can ever that ever that anybody ever said that make that that kind of clicked with me. It took a while, but it said that life is nothing but an orderly succession of integrated enzymatic reactions. I got to be honest, Troy. At, at first, the first time you hear that, it doesn't sound like the greatest quote you've ever heard. <laughs> got to think. I got to ruminate on that one for a second. <laughs> so, got to let that soak in. But uh, if you were kind of to to put the body in in you know these cool cameras that are on YouTube now, the slow mo, mm-hmm. slow mo cameras, slow motion cameras. If you were able to even go beyond that, because Here's what people don't get. En- enzyme, one enzyme can catalyze or break down, this is on average, a thousand substrates per second. 
there, how, how, I mean, you don't, you, your mind can't even wrap itself around that, that you yeah, go, really. in one second, it can do a, perform a thousand functions. <laughs> so you'd have to have a camera, you'd have to have a camera, right? That did one, one thousandth of a second, right? That you could see it doing that a thousand times in one second. And you'd be like, holy smokes, that's, that's a, what, how much energy would it take to do that? And then you go, okay, like you'd be tired at the end of watching that thousand, you know, the thousandth catalyst being broken apart then you get to the end and you're like whoo right you go that was just one second <laughs> and you yeah. go these these enzymes can go on for hours and hours in the right you know ph and temperature ranges so there, there, there's a yeah there's 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 something much much bigger but um i, I want to kind of go back to the you know what that that's what an enzyme is and then people always like i said confuse it with what they do because enzymes all enzymes kind of across the board essentially do two things a catalyst just means that they speed something up so if if something takes normally a week to get done if you put an enzyme into that equation it'll get done in half that time in three or four days so you're like wow that's that's amazing and the second thing they do is they break things down right so they'll take something large like the foods that we eat the only access we have to the nutrients and energy and food is the enzymes breaking those down into the smaller components so your body can actually, you know, reconfigure those and use them to repair or provide energy for itself. Kind of going back to the super slow motion camera, like, like instead of looking at it just uh, from an outside piece, if you were to take the human body and look at that, there are things, enzyme, every chem chemical reaction in the body's, uh, an enzyme is behind that and making it happen. And, and yes. making it happen in a very, very unique way. If, if you look at most uh, chemical reactions, it requires a large amount of energy to initiate that change. Well, the, there's the phenomenon that enzymes actually reduce that sometimes by 80%. So there's a, there's a conservation of energy that enzymes bring to the, the equation. That's like they do things smarter, faster, quicker. And it's all, how do they know how to do this? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, there's some kind of... A, uh, you know, a, uh, a pattern or there's a, uh, an integrated a blueprint, you know, yeah, bigger, there's a bigger thing happening here with this energy. It's not just some random energy that's, you know, doing whatever it wants. It's like, no, it's very, that's why going back to that super slow-mo thing, if you could look at the body and break it down and go every second that goes by there, there are thousands of reactions that are happening in your body. If you could stop and see and pay attention and go, wow, look, that just, you know, converted this amino acid into, you know, this particular, you know, uh, uh, piece of uh, uh, skin tissue or it, or the body, you know, the, the heart is beating because the, a certain enzyme is making that happen. Your, your kidneys are functioning, your blood is flowing, your, your thoughts are happening. I mean, there's, there, there's probably even more than thousands, there's probably hundreds of thousands or millions of things that are going on in any one day. But again, if you were to look at that, you could just number each one of those reactions up from the enzyme perspective and say, you know, it's, it's really just an integrated uh, succession of enzymatic reactions. Right. Yeah. And that's that's where going back to what I said, where enzymes base essentially are life. Uh, it's, it's fun f for me to hear you talk about it when people are talking about when they say words like hydrolytic or even kidneys. Like, of course, there's, there are going to be some people that are like and go a little glazed over. But <laughs> I mean, what we're really I mean, it's fun for me to I can hear a little bit of like the almost the magic or the passion in your voice. And that is that's awesome. That's awesome. We're talking about like physical and trying to kind of quantify it. You're talking about a thousand per second and rah, rah, rah. But I mean, you're almost getting into 
the metaphysical kind of stuff like it's like it's insane the stuff that's happening inside of our bodies like right now and right now and right now it's just amazing and you're also talking about how does the body sort of know when to do these different reactions and use these different enzymes and and you mentioned ph and i mean i mean you're hitting on all of the things i think because it's like um, there are certain enzymes or enzymatic reactions that won't occur or they'll occur to a negligible degree outside of an extremely narrow ph range and so that's one example of why taking eating different types of foods can vastly change what's going on inside your body because it can affect your pH. And that's just one factor that it's affecting. Right. Very cool. I think that if for the for the average person listening to this, the the digestive enzyme is probably the easiest to understand because we all know, okay, we eat a food you know, we eat a, we take a, a rutabaga or whatever, and we eat that, right? Right. And clearly, I mean, even on a macroscopic level, we take first, we take a bite, and then we chew that up, and then we know we swallow it, and you know, most people have, you know, there's obviously some understanding of like, okay, it goes in the stomach and then into the duodenum, and there's all these different things that happen, and maybe it gets a little fuzzy after there, and eventually we poop it out, right? But <laughs> and then and some of it we're getting in is that energy. Right. We need digestive enzymes to do that process. I think we might come back a little bit to does the body make those digestive enzymes on its own, and if so, why do we? Why would we supplement with them, for example? But first, I really want to touch on this. There's so many other enzymes that your company is producing. I wanted to start with like a proteolytic enzyme, which is sort of, I know that's an overarching kind of a, a label, like a product like Therazyme, for example. I first started hearing about proteolytic enzymes, uh, I think I was in chiropractic school and I was at a seminar. I knew what a digestive enzyme was, but then the, the lecturer was telling he was quoting this research article and I, I don't have the research article anymore. So this is just, you know, out of, off my head. But I remember that they, he, they were looking at boxers. They were just following boxers and the boxers like, you know, hat, you know, they would, they would get the crap beat out of them every time they would, uh, they, they would do their thing obviously. And right. then it would take, um, say 10 days to recover from that in terms of like they had bruising and you know swelling in the muscles rah 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 right right and uh you know probably not dis not not too dissimilar to uh what your entire body may have felt like after the death march or something like that <laughs> and um and then they took half of these boxers you know classic study design where it's like okay let's take half of these guys and give them you know the sugar pill and then we'll take the other half and we'll give them this uh, proteolytic enzyme and the pro the people that took the proteolytic enzyme it wasn't like oh well it took them only nine days to to get better instead of ten it was like it took them two days to, to get better. And I'm saying get better, but in the study, it was like there was some quantifiable way to, to look at that, sure. you know. Yep. Um, but it was like it sped it up to a degree of, you know, times five, right? Like two days instead of 10 days. I don't right. care who you are. I don't care what you're doing. That's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. That's a huge deal. Um, and you don't have to be a boxer for that to help. Like, I mean, that, I mean, think about if, um, I'm trying to think of like what the average person does, even if they're not, I think any athlete would like hear that and be like, wow, that's awesome. You know, but, but even if you're not an athlete, we're, we're constantly 
trying to heal and recover from everything, if we can speed that process up, how valuable that is. Can you touch on what a proteolytic enzyme is and, and other than helping, you know, boxers recover from bruises, what's what's it for and why would you take it and that kind of thing? Yeah, the, the simplest um, explanation, just again, I always go back to the human body is, is a protein organism. So, you know, it's, it's comprised mostly of protein. So the most important enzyme that you can take on a daily basis is going to be that category called proteolytic or proteases. And proteases are called that because they only digest and act on and break down proteins. So it's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's just, you know, so some of these names are, you know, once you get used to them, they become kind of second nature. But the, the main function of these, because I was just reading an article um, gosh, I'll have to think where that was, but there's, there's more and more evidence showing that all disorder and dis-ease in the body is, is due to the fact of the proteins that are coming in are not being processed, not being, uh, um, fully utilized. And it talked about the improper folding or the improper, um, I think that's the term they use, folding of the enzymes when they when they create themselves in a three-dimensional structure that when if there's any imperfection in that or whatever, that's where all of these things kind of go down the wrong road. So but but going back to the simplest thing as far as like if you're gonna eat a steak and you you're gonna rely on your body to do that. And 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 it kind of goes back even before this, because if you look back at all the indigenous peoples that lived on this planet and still do, there's only, there's, they all ate the same kind of food. It didn't matter what continent you went to. It was universal that the fact that they ate raw fermented foods. Now that wasn't an accident. I mean, they intuitively knew that these foods contained enzymes and probiotics. And I ultimately think, I mean, after studying the body and enzymes that you go, the body's not designed to eat cooked processed foods. That's that's a that's a recent addition to the game. So these these people that lived back then, I mean, even the Eskimos, I mean, they were they were they, all this stuff is documented that they were the healthiest race of people that that had ever been researched. Uh, in spite of what they ate, they didn't eat you know green vegetables or you know they didn't have fresh fruits. I mean, but they ate everything raw or fermented. So initially that's why that's where I, at least from my opinion that's where we went wrong if if you go back to eating a raw or, or raw fermented food diet i go do you need to supplement with enzymes and take probiotics and do all these different things yeah probably not right i mean it'd be pretty minimal because you're getting all those things in your food but unfortunately the convenience and the modern fast food industry has erased all that or changed it to such that every single thing we eat, like if you ask the average person how much raw food they eat in a week, it might be one thing. <laughs> and you're like, right. you're, so here, here you are, this living entity, and you're putting dead processed food into your body. Now you're asking your body to digest and break that down. Sure, your body can do that. It has the wherewithal to create the enzymes, break that down. But what ends up happening is over a, a, a lifetime of eating that way, two things happen. One, if you look on an average day, 50, and scientists don't agree exactly, but over 50% of your energy, it could be up to 70% of your energy, depending on what you're eating, is it goes to digesting your food. I mean, that's crazy. 
I'm like, there are a lot of other things that I want to do, right, besides digest my food during my life here. So if, if, you know, adding enzymes back, digestive enzymes back into the equation, you can reduce that number again back down to maybe 10 or 20% of your energy is used to digest food where it should be. Then you're going to have a whole lot more energy to go out and do other things. Um, and then the second thing that happens is it stresses out your, your pancreas. If the average, like the autopsies that are done on the average American, the pancreas is a very small organ and they find that it's, it's like with any muscle or organ, you, you, the more you use it, the bigger it gets. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what they're finding, that these things, the, 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 the pancreases are two to three times their normal size. And when you start stressing an organ out, and, what, and the other thing that the organ does is, is what? It, it, it regulates blood sugars, right? Produces inulin, or insulin. So, so that's not a big deal. No, no. That's why <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any issues with that here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're good to go. Um, yeah, well, the digestion takes a priority. So that's why your, your pancreas is, if it's got two functions and you keep eating cooked processed foods, it's going to drop this other function or let it go and primarily focus on producing whatever it is, you know, a, a gallon or two gallons of digestive juices a day. So that's, that's quite a bit of work for that organ. Uh, but it'll do that for you. But at some point, it's 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 going to fail, right? It's it's, it's going to come up short, and and you're going to come up short. I mean, you already are, as far as from an energy perspective. You know, you have uh, the this greatest the greatest resource available to you. You should be potentially using that for something else. You know, like spending time with your kids, or you know, uh, um, I mean, advancing your education. Uh, you know, whatever it may be. You know, kind of going after your dreams and goals. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's just enormous. That's why I think that that just from a simple perspective, yeah. If you, that's why people like you, you said with the boxers and, and very, you could you could just jump over to digestion. If you if you gave the average person a digestive enzyme and said, hey, just take one of these capsules with every meal, all it's doing is replacing the enzymes that were cooked out of the food. Then it balances that equation, and they're going to have an enormous amount of energy, and they'll feel that within the first week. And you're like, wow, you know what? I mean, you just because I can't imagine. I mean, now that I have been taking enzymes this long, that and I still occasionally like you'll forget to bring your enzymes, and you're like, oh boy, right? And you almost feel guilty, but you'll eat the food, and it's like, yeah, you, you can just feel your energy afterwards. It's like your body just shuts down to digest that food, especially if it's a larger meal. So yeah, there's a there's a definite advantage, you know, from an energy perspective, how you feel all of those things. So that's, 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 that's the reason. And and you don't have to wait. It's not like, Oh gee, do these things work? Right? Like the boxers, you go, well, in two days they're back boxing again. Well, this would be similar. If you're having any kind of digestive disorders or just low energy, I go, I mean, this, that's probably the single biggest contributor to those things. Yeah. Think about, uh, think about the, how many people have like a postprandial or in other words, after they eat, uh, just malaise or fatigue where it's like you eat lunch, yep. you know, lunchtime or whatever. And then it's like three o'clock say, and, and like how many people have that energy dip in the day where it's like, Oh my God, they're looking at the clock. <laughs> Jeez, I just got to make it to five. Oh, right. You know? Maybe I need a Mountain Dew or something. I must have a <laughs> caffeine deficiency going on here. Yeah. So yeah, you were talking about the pancreas being uh, stressed, and it, I I had this visual of you know the pancreas just being like, holy crap, I can hardly keep up, and you know it's starting to hear things like 
hey Troy's pancreas, <laughs> you know, and uh, it looks like right. the the little uh, the equivalent of the bushes are moving and stuff, you know. It's like it, that the pancreas uh, is you know in the person that's that's uh, got a messed up digestive system like that that's that's just being stressed is kind of like you at the end of your death march, right? So yeah. Yeah, um, need, need a break. Yeah, it needs a break, man. It needs a break. So right. I'm curious, um, do you eat an all-raw diet? No, no. That's what um, people ask me that. And and what what's happened with my diet over the years is, and I believe this is true of anything, it's like that the, the, the greatest changes, right, in life, I mean, if you look on the planet even as an example, I mean, it's not the tidal waves that come in once every 10 years and wipe out, you know, everything. The, the most significant amount of change happens because the waves come in every you know ten or fifteen seconds, right? And so it's the slow the and gradual, rah, 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 yeah, yeah. It's these slow little things that you do every day. So for me, um, no different than than you know my exercise program or my my eating program that you want to introduce small incremental changes and get used to it, right? It becomes part of your your kind of lifestyle and then you just keep making little adjustments and changes so for me I mean I had major issues uh, major uh, oof, you know in my childhood because of, of, of dairy products ate you know drank and did all that stuff and just had had, had uh, paid the price for it so that was one of the first things for me to kind of give up and and I saw a huge you know huge uh, increase as far as just my, um, you know, from, from not being sick, you know, going from being sick and, and, and not feeling well all the time to suddenly you're like, Oh, there's some light at the end of the tunnel here. And then eventually even this year I've experimented with primarily almost a hundred percent, you know, kind of, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a vegetarian diet, you know, where you're just kind of giving up meat and I've done that slowly over the years. So, uh, and, and the more it's kind of interesting because I've been uh, there was a gentleman I had come up here, Victor Kolvinskis. I spent uh, some time with him and it's it's being around these people that are he's been eating raw food for almost 50 years. Uh, he's he's kind of known as the, the father. Now he's probably the grandfather of raw food in America. But he was showing a very simple way to make sour or it was not sauerkraut. It was kimchi. Mm. In, in yep. 36 in 36 hours. I mean, it was just like it was done in 36 hours and we were eating it. It was just like, oh my gosh, it wasn't the typical fermentation smell, the fermentation taste. It was, it was, it was like, wow, this is really delightful. So again, if, if, you know, you pick up little things, little tidbits like that along the way and you start implementing those into your diet. So, um, yeah, as far as raw food, I mean, I love salads. I love, you know, uh, juicing all, you know, and it, and it takes a, a huge commitment, you know, I think at some point that you just have to kind of bite the bullet and start wherever you're at. But, you know, like, like getting a juicer, you know, doing some juicing, uh, you know, I bought a dehydrator, I bought a Vitamixer. I mean, so now you suddenly have some tools that are going to kind of help you in the kitchen to, um, you know, stay healthy, you know, and again, the, the choices out there, I mean, it, it takes time. I mean, that's, I think, the the biggest uh, deter deterrent why most people don't do it why even for me it's challenging that you go gosh I mean to throw you know whatever something in the microwave <laughs> right and, and 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 or you know or some box you open up and dump it in there and cook it in five minutes like no I mean it's, it still takes like fifteen or twenty minutes to make a really good salad right you got to chop up you know clean all the veggies chop them all up you know it's it's kind of a, a creation but it's it's just one of those things that if you slowly get into the habit of doing those things it, it's just becomes second nature and you you just do it you just you know what I mean and you feel much I better for it anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then of course yeah, you know what's, I, what's your uh, what's your priority? I mean, what do you want out of life? Yeah, yeah, and then when you when I do go out and and eat out, it's like you know salads are not usually high on my list. Eating out because it's like oh, you know what I mean there's probably a higher probability getting sick from eating a salad out than there is eating you know something it else. It depends on where you go. I mean, a lot of them. I right. mean. I'm guessing you're. I don't think you've said the word, but I'm. I'm guessing that you're a guy that that likes to eat, you know, organic foods or or whether they're officially organic or not. I love the local thing. I was just up at my sister's place. They are really good at living off the land. I guess so. We had. I very rarely eat pork. It's not like a big staple in my diet at all. But we had essentially pulled pork and that she had made and you know we had like a, a gluten-free soy free kind of like a barbecue sauce and stuff like that that was made by a guy here in, in minneapolis actually so it was local and then that was on their pork from their pig that their that their daughter had had met and had named i felt so good about eating pork <laughs> when, when it was when it was like right there like they knew it like they knew that animal and whether you're vegetarian or not i mean it's you know eating local eating organic and stuff like that so back to the you know the salad at the yep. restaurant it's like what are you really getting anyway you know yep. <laughs> is it even worth it you're getting some like pesticide sprayed iceberg lettuce or something with some ranch dressing right. on it i mean that's that's probably <laughs> the the worst case scenario but yeah so it's it's you know i i, I you know the the I, like with meeting victor and hanging out with him i thought wow that's just you know that's a huge commitment to eat 100 raw food for that many years so i mean my hat's off to people that can do that for, for me, I just, you know, kind of go with the flow. I mean, it's uh, traveling internationally and doing all the stuff, yeah, that you try to eat local and do that those kind of things. I mean, all that stuff helps, but I still, enzymes are kind of the backup. Your insurance policy. It, yes, yeah, it's my little insurance thing that I take with me and I go, hey, I know uh, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's sort of like the next best thing, right? Since since yep. since yep. we aren't spending our time hanging out at the cave with the creek going by it and like going off on 72-hour antelope chases and stuff and you know, whatever, it's like, okay, we've got this this life that we're living, how are we going to like maintain our bodies as best we can? Right. And I think that's what supplement at large is about, nutritional supplementation at large. And yeah, I'm a huge fan of detoxification protocols and I use all kinds of macro and micronutrients to to help get the job done with all kinds of diseases and conditions and the, you know food is our medicine but supplements are a huge way to therapeutically drive that. I want to ask you about juicing. Uh, it's a little bit off topic but one of the re it's also on topic because one of the reasons why we're always saying you know scientists are like scratching their head almost like oh my gosh you know what? It's it's actually really good if we eat vegetables. You know, like, <laughs> and um, one of the reasons it's so great to eat live, like, and you're talking about raw. So, like, the the closer to a live thing that you're eating, one of the biggest differences is you're getting more enzymes. Would you agree? Absolutely. So with juicing, of course, you're taking live raw plant matter, and your essentially taking the fiber out and and you're you know you're you're left with the juice right which is there's a ton of water content in in plants live plants at least but you also get a lot of the sugar 
And so I'm curious what your take is on as far as like the pancreas uh, dealing with like insulin, blood sugars, but also enzymes, and then you're juicing and you're throwing the juice in. And I think the juice distract detractors will say, oh my gosh, you know, huge blood sugar spike when you're doing that. What's your thought about that? I think that that's like when I look back, I go people's and, and my concept of juicing was, oh, you know, carrots and apples. <laughs> and right. Go, well, there's a lot of water in those carrots and apples. Yeah, but hello, it's all sugar. Um, so, so I mean, real juicing and this, you know, uh, from guys like Victor, you learn that you go, you know, 80% of the juice should be coming from greens, you know, so primarily, um, you know, uh, um, zucchini, or not zucchini, but um, cucumbers, spinach, you know, kale, you know, uh, things like that, that that's your base. I mean, that's what you'll use as the base. And then if you want to add a little bit of, you know, apple or a little bit of carrot or a little bit of ginger, a little bit of garlic, you know, whatever your flavor, uh, flavor palette, you know, appreciates. I love ginger in my juices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lemon. Yeah. yeah. So if you, if you do, you know, mostly the green stuff, I go, you're not going to see because most of those, you know, the, the greens things are much higher in protein content and less, you know, there's less sugar in them. Obviously you can taste that just by eating them. So that's, that would, that's where I'm at today. I mean, that's what I, that's what I do when I juice and, uh, you know, big difference, you know, huge difference. Yes. And then you can alleviate again, the stress, you know, like you were talking about as far as blood sugar levels and that whole thing. The kimchi recipe. Can I get that from you? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to put that in the show notes for people. I'm a, okay. I'm a huge fan of, uh, of fermented foods too. I'm, I'm sipping my, I'm sipping my kombucha actually. I'm, that, uh, apparently that's my breakfast this morning is coffee with coconut oil in it and kombucha. That's, that's what I've got. So, you know, I think we're coming up towards the end of our time. I want to make sure that we get the meat of understanding these different enzymes. Like the digestive versus systemic? Yeah, like like why is there why is there a therazyme and a serazyme and a cezyme and why do we have all these different ones? Okay, yeah, great question. So, uh, yeah, I'll just kind of go back and look at um, the two categories, broad categories of enzymes. We have on one hand the digestive enzymes. The concept is simple: you take one capsule at the beginning of every meal. You're essentially replacing the enzymes that have been cooked or processed out of the food. It relieves stress on your digestive organs, your digestive system. It does all the work for you, so it frees up an enormous amount of energy you can use for something else. And besides, it's just it's it's much more comfortable. I mean, as far as if you experience any kind of gas, bloating, indigestion, cramping, whatever that is, you're like, you know, you can all that stuff is you can, you can toss all that out the window when you take enzymes. I mean, it's it's a uh, it, it facilitates that whole process. So that's that's on one hand. So the other hand, you have the systemic enzymes. Systemic enzymes are taken away from food. You do not want to take them with food. They're not meant to digest food. What they do is they'll pass through the or the, the the stomach into the intestinal tract, be absorbed into the bloodstream. That's where they do most of their work. Hence the name systemic. They work you know throughout your entire system. So and and then you can kind of get into the little nuances of the different types of. And, and systemic enzymes and proteolytic enzymes, those are the same thing. There's just a, a different name for it. So again, those are the enzymes because if you look at, uh, we talked about the human body being a protein organism. That's why those are so important. From a from a, uh, they, they help uh, facilitate the, um, you know, the the the, the uh, what do you call it? Just the the efficiencies of taking proteins in 
and and reutilizing those to make sure your body's recuperating, similar to your boxer story, right? One thing that I like to say, and, and I would like to hear if you feel like this is a good way to talk about it or if you feel like this is inaccurate, but I tell people that the proteolytic enzyme, the basic proteolytic enzyme that I that I recommend, not like the Czyme or the Seratio Pepsidase or something, but the basic the basic proteases that I that I give people for uh, for quicker recovery and stuff like that, the the concept is is like okay if we're, we're if we're a protein structure organism like you're talking about part of what's happening in life is that we're constantly breaking ourselves down and rebuilding ourselves. You agree? Yep. Yep. And it, it sort of sounds like wait we're protein structure why do you want to take a proteolytic enzyme that breaks that down but the 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 thing is is like you, what you're doing is you're speeding up that process of getting rid of the old more broken down protein structures cellular structures debris that macrophages have to go through and clean out and and that whole thing and if you take proteolytic enzymes away from food so that it absorbs into your system and then and then it's in your system not just breaking down your proteins in your food then that speeds that whole process up so then and then your body is free to lay down new good efficient proteins so that you're essentially building a better body when you're taking these proteolytic enzymes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every every day, I mean, just the, the, the amount of stress, I mean, not just from digestion, but just, you know, whether it's physical, emotional uh, um, stress that we're, we, we experience living in, in these times, it's like, wow. I mean, just the, what you're hit with every day. So yeah, you come home, you're wiped out. So, you know, taking these systemic or proteolytic enzymes, I, I, I recommend taking them before you go to bed at night. So that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years, such that when you get up in the morning, there's like you feel refreshed, your organs are rested, everything has been cleansed and kind of cleaned up from the day before and you're ready to hit it again. I mean, that's that's really the biggest advantage that I see personally. And especially some of the things that I do physically, you're like, you know, in spite of, right, some of these, uh, these activities were uh, wow, you're just quite literally, you know, pounding yourself. <laughs> Tell us a little the- bit more. I mean, like, like I, um, you know, I know you're a big climber. I mean, what what are you doing that's that's pounding your body right now? Well, I mean, it's back to I, I had three climbing goals. I mean, the first one was to climb the fifty peaks. You know, the highest peak in each of the fifty states. So I did that. I climbed the second goal was to climb. the What's 54th. the highest peak in Nebraska? Nebraska. Oh, it's out on the. It's like uh, I think it was. I don't know if that's Sunflower Peak. I mean, it's 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 out in the middle of a of a field that's privately owned, and there's right. You just drive up to it and get out <laughs> and take a picture. So yeah, there's there's no uh, no uh, mountaineering experience needed for that one. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the the um, yeah, and the second goal was to climb the 14,000 foot peaks in Colorado. So um, I did that, and then my how many fourteeners are are out there? Fifty four. Fifty four, just in Colorado. Just in Colorado. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tall a tall order there to get those done. And then the last goal was to climb the highest peak on each continent or the seven summits. So, which which most people are, may or may not be familiar with, but the main thing that they you always tell them it's like, well, the highest peak you know in Asia is Mount Everest, and they're like, oh, you did Mount Everest, and I'm like, yes, that's part of the seven summits. So 
that's that's just a classic example there that that mountain takes two months to climb and the average guy goes over there he's he's you know he's in he's in the he's in the top shape of his life right he's trained for years he's he's spent probably his last he's probably mortgaged his house yeah right <laughs> it's, it's it's you know it's probably upwards of eighty thousand dollars to go climb that peak now um he gets over there and he's he's probably got you know less than ten percent body fat, and he weighs one hundred and eighty five pounds. He spends two months climbing the mountain essentially three times, comes back, and he's he's probably weighing about one hundred and sixty pounds. He lost twenty five pounds of muscle mass in two months. That, that that that's that's what I'm talking about. You know that kind of brutality that you're going you're you're kind of you're killing yourself right, literally. So. Uh, but but and these guys don't know anything about nutrition. That's what blows me away. I mean, they're 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 they, they're not taking supplements. They're not doing anything uh, amazing. It's just a, a very. Um, I guess it's a it's an a, you know you have to give them kudos for getting up to the top. You know, <laughs> in spite of all that. Yeah, no, but I mean it's I, it's the same thing in the triathlon community. I'm a I'm a triathlon coach and and have raced you know elite uh, wave triathlon for for a number of years and. I've I've rubbed elbows with people that are, you know, way better than me in a different league. I mean, you know, world-class professional triathletes and um some of them definitely are like I'm all into like, you know, fermented foods, eating raw, like like some of them are are doing that stuff. Uh especially the ones in in my experience, the ones that have like had a little bit longer careers and stuff like that. But a lot of them are just like Dude, I blow through nine thousand calories a day, like regularly. So, you know, and they're not making that much money. I mean, it's you know, if you go to the right race, you might if you win, you might get a couple hundred thousand dollars. But that's if you win, and there's not that many races with that kind of prize purse. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, uh, almost all professional triathletes are like. Either, either living out of a tent or they're married to an attorney or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not a great way to make a living uh, as far right. as financially. Um, sure. So they're like, how am I going to get 9,000 calories in today for the least amount of money? Like, I, you know, and so it's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to eat six Big Macs, you know, or something like that. And 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 there's there's no thought process to enzymatic reactions let alone like you know just you know good old vitamins i mean what's actually in your food you know is i just need something to keep me going i just need a calorie so um yeah it, it truly is amazing but then you think then you think i don't know the climbing world as well but i think everybody's heard of you know they either know someone or or they've at least heard about people that are like whatever they're 43 or something like that and and they just you know, they Jeff just dropped dead of a heart attack or something like that. Like, what do you mean, Jeff? What do you mean? He's a marathoner. He runs like all the time. He's like, that guy's skinny. He's like in good shape. Like, you know, like how did he die, get a heart attack? I mean, it, this is the, you know, looks quasi healthy on the outside at least. And then on the inside though, it's just a walking time bomb because there's uh, you know, there's, there's nothing backing it up. Right. Talk about the stress pancreas, you know. Yes. Yep. The heart and all that stuff. So it's all it's all interlaced. So 
Yeah. So, so you are quite an accomplished climber. Um, you, know, you did other things too. Obviously, we talked about the beginning, the running and, and the biking and so, these different things. Can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I just turned 50. Just turned 50. Do you have any goals this year? No, this is the first uh, first year in 30-something years that I have no physical goals. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, like a specific event uh, or something specific to accomplish. So, yeah, I'm just kind of reevaluating and looking at that. One of the things that I've I've watched and looked at for years was the race across America. Yeah, I was, uh, I was the team chiropractor in 2007 for one of the solo racers for Ram. Who was that? Lauren Fithian. No. She's, uh, she's local here in the Twin Cities. She was one of only five solo women that year that competed in, uh, in Ram. Wow. It's, it's, ins- it's insane. <laughs> That's the perfect word for it. Yeah, you, you don't, again, how, how do you do that? I mean, these guys are riding eight days, you know, 22 hours a day. They're on their bikes for 22 hours. I'm like, how, how, I mean, how can you even physically do that? Well, people don't believe it unless, I mean, she literally biked for 40 hours before, right. you know, from starting in Oceanside, California. Yep. She biked for 40 hours. And, you know, I mean, you're essentially starting at the ocean and going right up the mountain, you know, uh, right. more more or less, you know. Right. It was quite a feat. Wow. That's fascinating. So I, that's always, I thought that would be the perfect venue to show, because uh, what ends up happening, again, that same thing like on Everest, you end up going catabolic, your body starts eating itself. Oh, completely. You know, t- yeah, by the time you get to the, the East Coast, I mean, you're just, you know, you're, you're just kind of holding on and, you know, hoping that you can make it. The holding on part starts way before the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably in the first twenty four hours. Yeah. yeah, it's just brutal insanity. But I just thought, wow, that'd be that'd be a, a hell of an accomplishment to say you did that. You know, even finished it would be a would be a stellar a stellar thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I guess um, you know you're fifty, and okay, this year you don't have a a goal, and and I'm not like saying like people should even have goals. I mean, you're clearly like for whatever reason. Uh, you know, you enjoy like the challenge or or whatever. I, I don't know if you've, you know, looked how deeply you've looked into your psyche about that or whatever. But I mean, I'm certainly not. Uh, I think that's awesome. And that's great. And, and I've had some of that. And I also think that's great when people don't have that. Like, I, I don't think people need to be doing that. It's just an analogy for like, hey, you know, if you can climb 50, uh, 54 mountains that are over 14,000, you know, feet in elevation. And if you can do that physically, then you, then what's, what is that like the analogy of, of like being able to go, like go to work and stuff? I mean, cause we all have these, like, we all have tons of stresses, right? Even if you're not doing the mountain climbing and the racing across the country and all these different things, we've got all these stresses and how can we just like take some of the burden off? How can we feel better? I mean, that's, that's the main the main thing to me, whether you have an athletic goal, physical goal, if you, uh, you know, if you're the CEO of your own company and you just, you know, you've got all kinds of goals and you've got pre- pressures of like family pressures, financial pressures, you, you know, you want to, you know, w- when you have a company, you want to start like providing for your employees as well. There's, there, there's those pressures there and stuff. And it's just, you know, those can almost be, you know, well, let me ask you, since you've climbed Mount Everest and you have employees and you're the CEO of what, three different companies? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, what's, uh, how could, can you compare those for people? 
I mean, like, I, I know it's kind of like a, an artificial question in a way, but what's, what's the bigger stressor, you know? I mean, well, it, it's no different than we talked about earlier in regards to it's not the big events in life that, that, that take you down or that eat away at your kind of uh, vitality. It's the little things every day. So, you know, these, these trips that I do, you know, once in a lifetime, you go, yeah, that's wonderful. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, that's not, that's not what's uh, the the game changer. It's the daily stuff. I mean, because I, I mean, I look at the pace of life and, and, and it's all relative, I know, but even, up here, you know, in Milton and Alexandria, Minnesota, compared like when I go to New York City or even come to Minneapolis, I'm like, wow, I mean, just amazed how quickly things are happening. And you go, how, I mean, I don't think the human body is, can, can, you know, handle all of that. There's, there's, there are too many things coming at you. I mean, the, the sights, the sounds, the smells, just, I mean, the, the, all of the demands that are required of people today living in the cities, especially the, the, that's, what's going to get you. So mm-hmm. if you can, if you, if you can, you know, again, find some things from, from a, a energy perspective, that's why, you know, conserving your energy from a digestion, digestive perspective, that's huge, right? You're, you're kind of reallocating your, your number one asset in my opinion are your enzymes. I mean, there's nothing more valuable that you possess or ever will possess. I don't care if it's gold, silver, you know, you've got beachfront property and, you know, in Miami, that's worthless, right? Relatively speaking to, to the enzyme energy and content that exists within you. And if you, if you dwindle that, misuse it, uh, misallocate it, whatever I go, that's going to be your greatest downfall, so if, if you go back and start addressing that, I go, you can put things, you know, you can start building a foundation for yourself that you go, you feel good. Um, you know, you don't have any digestive issues. Uh, you know, systemically you're taking an enzyme before you go to bed at night, you wake up in the morning, you know, all that stress, your organs are rested, you're ready to hit the day. It's, it's really your, like you mentioned earlier, it's your insurance policy, and that that you know you're not counting on someone else to provide or do that for you, you're doing that yourself. So if you if you just did those two things, I go, you would see an enormous increase just in the quality of your own life on a daily basis, and that's really what enzymes are all about. And that's that's the they and you don't have to wait. I mean, they'll they'll they work today, right? And they'll work for you as long as you start as long as you keep taking them. So uh, that that's what I would tell people. You know, it's not that it's not the big things. It's just you, know, you need to be managing stuff, the small little things every single day. So if you can bring those two things into your lifestyle and make them a part of your lifestyle on a daily basis, I go, I think those are going to be the biggest you're going to you're going to gain more from doing those two things than any other thing you could do. One of my hopes for for this show for people that are listening is that they'd come away with a, you know like some actionable items. What's your number one health related tip or goal for people? People ask me that a lot. I mean, they say, if, okay, if all the if you could walk into a health food store and you looked at all the supplements, I mean, what what and you only could take one supplement, what would that be? The answer is a digestive enzyme every single time because I know how much energy is spent digesting food on a daily basis. If you want to free up your body and, and what happens is people, it gets deeper, right? That I go, let's look at the opposite. So if you, you eat something, right? A typical, uh, a meal at McDonald's, you don't take an enzyme, uh, your body 
um, it, it's, 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 again, it's not designed to eat cooked processed food. So it does not do a very, it doesn't do a complete job at that, especially the older you get, there's more and more things that happen that make that more challenging. But what typically has been scientifically documented is that you end up with partially digested proteins that are absorbed into the bloodstream. Now you have something that's invading your body and, and triggers your immune system to go take care of that because it doesn't know what it is. It doesn't recognize it because it hasn't been broken down completely by enzymes. So now you, you're, you're stressing out your immune system, right? Cleaning that up. And you do that day in, day out, year in, year out. I go, wow. And then, then some little, you know, flu bug or, you know, cold bug comes along and it takes you out because your immune system is working again. It's a misallocation of, of, of resources that you have. So now your immune system's over here cleaning up your food and not keeping you healthy, right? So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, impacts that 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 happen and then the again the accumulation like if you're not taking enzymes the accumulation of those things out in your body so if you're especially like guys you're eating a lot of proteins meats what i promise you you know at some point in your life you're going to have gout in your toes you're going to have kidney stones you're going to have you know i mean you're going to start to feel it the body pushes all that stuff out to out to the extremities so that it can still function but whether you have arthritis or you've got joint pain whatever that is i go that's all the 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 process of 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 improperly digested protein that's the body's storing right the protein byproducts i call them so uric acid all of those things so yeah there's there's a again i mean there's it gets very complicated and you know goes goes down that slippery slope pretty quick but a digestive enzyme if you could do one thing and one thing only you would see huge amounts of benefit from taking that one thing and that one thing only and it's a simple it's a simple thing take one capsule with each meal that's it okay thank you so much troy i appreciate your time is there anything that you want to uh, that you want to throw out there for people? Any last like closing thoughts? No, I just uh, appreciate the opportunity. Man, I just feel you know from a from a, a big picture, you know, very blessed. Like you said, that you go. This is my calling. This is why I'm here. There are a lot of things that I'm going to be putting together over the next year or two um, to actually make enzymes more um, uh, user friendly, so to speak. Right. Nice. Things that, that people will understand, get, because the biggest thing is the education piece of people. If, if, if everyone knew what I knew, they would be taking enzymes and they would be taking them every single day. So it's my kind of, uh, uh, like you said, my calling to, to make that, uh, available for everybody on the planet. So I'm going to put every, that's what, that's all I'm doing. Like people ask you, what do you do? I go, I do enzymes. You know, I kind <laughs> yeah. of, like my, my 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 career in climbing and athletics and you know there's a few things I might want to do, but generally speaking, I've done all those things and and been you know very successful and enzymes have played a huge role in making that happen. Right, injury free, sickness free. I mean, how many people can live a life like that? I'm like it's 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 by design and 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 enzymes are really the foundation for that. So it's time for me now to give that back to the world. So that's uh. That's what you'll see in the next few years. All right. Well, I hope you'll stay in touch with us. Absolutely. Okay. Appreciate, appreciate, uh, yeah, fellow Minnesotan yep. and fellow, fellow athlete and, uh, you know, fellow enzyme guy. So, hey, let's rock on. Okay. That sounds good. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Troy. Thanks, Chris. Take care. 
Visit drchrisfrickman.com for more cutting-edge content, including nutrition and detoxification advice, unique fitness videos, and more.